I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. My name is Cabby Richards. Thank you for checking out the podcast. We've had an absolutely great run of guests in the last month. And as you see in iTunes, you know who's coming up today. He rarely, if ever, does long-form interviews And for your listening pleasure, he makes an exception, mostly because I've been bugging the dude for about a month via text message. Uh, If you are listening to this on the radio, thanks for tuning in. I know you'll enjoy this convo. My guest is on the line. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. He came into the league launching missiles off of his hockey stick with one of the most powerful slap shots in the NHL and playing like Ray Lewis on skates, Dion Phaneuf announced to the league, I am here. Not much of a talker off the ice. He was heard extra loud in his years with Calgary on the ice, so much so that he had his own song. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Dion Phaneuf, welcome to Cavi Presents. Thank you for that uh, intro, Cavi. It was very nice of you, and uh, that song is because of you. You did a good job of that. <laughs> We're going to get to the song in just a second. Uh, where in the world are you right now? Uh, right now I'm actually uh, I'm out west in California. Uh, I came out here about three days ago. I, went, uh, I was up in Toronto until the middle of October, uh, training, and then I headed out to see my family around Thanksgiving and uh, in Edmonton, and then uh, I just came down here to, to spend some time with my fiance, and uh, we, uh, you know, I'm waiting it out just like all the other guys, just training and trying to stay ready. I'm sorry, did you just say fiance? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second, you're getting married? I'm getting married, I'm excited about it. and uh, Say it ain't so! Time. You've changed. I wouldn't say I've changed. <laughs> That's, uh, That's amazing! Congratulations, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're uh, we're excited about it. It uh, it was a lot of fun to to go through the experience this summer of being of getting engaged, and we're excited about the wedding. Wait, so like, how did you know? Okay, first of all, because like, because in a dude's like bag of skill sets, buying clothes, buying shoes, perfume, and certainly rings or jewelry for women is ex- is like does not exist in our skill set. So how did you know? Which one to get? Maybe it exists in my skill set. Does it actually though? But how do you, well? How do you know, dude? Were you like do you do you pay like really close attention to like those kind of things? Well, it's definitely something that you pay a lot of attention to when you're. Uh, I, I I just knew what what uh, what she wanted, and well, I, I thought I knew, and I'm happy that she liked it. So uh, it's something that you 
you, you definitely put a lot of time and, and thought into designing, and uh, it turned out well. So I'm excited for, uh, like I said, I'm excited to, about the wedding and, and looking. Okay, wait, wait, Dion, wait, 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 wait. Like, okay, I know that this is this is monumental, and like, and I've never like we've never like I've never had this kind of confession before on the radio show that you like you're engaged. This is I don't know if a lot of people know this. It comes as a shock to me. I'm not I'm not surprised because you've been with Alicia for a long time. What two, like 3 years or something? How long has it been? Closer to 5. 5? Oh my Almost gosh, four okay. And a half, yeah. Wow. Okay, so okay. So you are so you like you pulled out like a like a like a like a pad of paper and you started like did you like sketch it or did you have like a compilation of like four or five different types you're like okay i want it i want these elements from this one i want it to kind of look like this i want this type of stone i want like how like how did it all come together well i'm not going to get into detail no i want I you to get into no but dion to, uh... but dion listen you don't have to tell us how much you spent on it you don't have to tell <laughs> us the size of the ring like that's personal stuff i just want to know how you designed it like how because i imagine that is incredibly stressful as well as how you propose to the love of your life well i i knew what uh i kind of knew what design i wanted to to design and i worked with a jeweler and uh came up with there's a lot more thought than you think going into, you know. I can imagine, dude. Into, into building something like that, but it uh, it turned out well, and the, you know, I worked with someone who was uh, who was great, and it, uh, like I said, it turned out great. But it it definitely uh, it was something special to to go through uh, designing it, and uh, and like I said, it was very exciting to to get engaged, and we're looking forward to the wedding. Um, how did you do it? How did you propose? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to tell you. Come on, dude! Like, what do you like? The okay. Thing was, she said yes. I I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm happy for you. I, that's amazing that you, you found. It's amazing that you found someone to love you. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, it's like it's clearly lightning has struck like big time. But like how? But like it. But like. <sighs> I just I don't listen. I don't want to know what you said to her because that's Are you deeply personal. No, come on, man. You're trying. To, you're doing research every time you interview someone about this. To Let's try and figure out how you're going to do it. <laughs> well, it's rare to have these kind of conversations because I'm just a dude and I'm following the George Clooney plan of life. That's, like that's that, a good plan. It is a good. That dude is 50 and he's just like, just just you know, it's like. Uh, it's like he leases like Aston Martins every two years. Like the 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 women that he ends up with are like, like Ferraris and and Bentleys and stuff. So like so that, that's what you're into. Uh well, I'm more of I'm more of a Toyota Camry kind of guy right now. Okay. Actually, I shouldn't say that. My I'm like my girl's like a Lexus. Nice. But you know, it's uh, you know, eventually I'd like to get into that upper echelon of of uh, young ladies. Um, so I'm just, every time I interview, I'm, I am taking nuggets. I am learning, but now I want to learn from you. How did you do it, Dion? <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you that. Come on, man. Okay. Wait, okay. Did you do it? Like, were you on, okay. Were you on vacation or were you in, like, were you at one of your homes? All I'm going to say is we were at one of our homes. I was actually in Prince Edward Island when I, when we got engaged. P-E-I. Uh, wow. So it was, uh, it turned out well, we, uh, I had a, I had a dinner planned for for the next day for uh, for all my family. They didn't know what it was for, but uh, and I I flew her parents in actually, so we had a big family dinner the next night, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, like I said, it's been a, it's been an enjoyable experience so far. Hey, when you're at okay, so you're at this dinner, and every you know you you guys announced that you're getting engaged, and everybody's happy and stuff. Like so, 
I imagine you must have, or you or Alicia have told the story of how, you know, you, you proposed and everything. Now, when you're, when you're in these family settings, are you, do you have to be the alpha in the room? Because you're a hockey player. You're the captain of the, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So just by the very nature of what you do for a living, you have to be an alpha. Okay, you're the leader. Now, in those social settings, are you the dude cracking the jokes, telling the stories? Are you the guy leading conversation? Like, what role do you play in those settings? Just enjoy time with the, with the family. <laughs> but are you, the, are you the funny one? Who's the funny one? I, I don't, you know what? It's, it's just a, you're, you're asking me if, if I'm cracking jokes all the time. I'm just being myself and just like, you know, the rest of the family's being their self. <laughs> Yeah, you're being. I, I'm gonna. The vague police is gonna arrest you right now. You're being like, their detectives of vague no, are not, coming. I'm not being. I'm not being vague. I'm just. You're asking me how I am. I'm just. I'm myself when I'm there. I'm not really. I'm not over the top loud. It was. It was a fun dinner to be a part of. We had some great food and. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Dion, a lot of people. Yeah, I've I've had to I've had the pleasure of, of having dinner with you once when we were in Ottawa. But a lot of people that are listening to this. Will, may, will maybe never meet you. They'll only get to see your work for the blue and white, so they may not know what you're like off the ice. And then, you know, on camera, uh, you're a pretty intense guy, When, with the exception of when you when you let me interview you, because you let your guard down a little bit. You've actually, you've smiled and you've laughed, I think maybe twice or three times, which is always good to see. I remember I made fun of your mustache. You made fun of my ugly green shirt. We have that kind of rapport. So people may not get to know what you're like. So that's why I'm asking those I questions. Think we're doing, I think we're doing good today, though, because you've already <laughs> made me laugh like three times. <laughs> that's because I'm an idiot. No, well, at, at, at dinner, uh, you know what, Cabby? It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it wasn't really a, a sit-down dinner where you you sit down and tell jokes or, or be the alpha male. You're kind of, there was probably 50-some 50, 50 people. Oh, wow, that's I huge. Yeah, okay, so that's huge. It was a huge dinner that, you know, it wasn't like we were sitting around the table with eight people, you know. So, But when I'm out for dinner, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of, of me is, as a person is they people see you on camera and sometimes they're like, well, you never smile. And the biggest thing is when you're in that situation, when you're in work mode, when you just come off the ice, it's tough to... It's tough to show, you know, emotion in that way because you're you're so engulfed in in what you're doing. So, you know, you've been to dinner with me. I'm I'm a pretty uh, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah, this is true. This is but true. To be honest with you, it wasn't that kind of a dinner. I think you were thinking that it was like a smaller dinner. But yeah, it was, big, it was a big dinner party, and it was at a restaurant. So, you know what? It was a lot of fun. It was more seeing all my family going around and seeing everyone and, and sharing the news with them. So that's that's about that. Shout out to PEI. Shout out to uh, Peaks Key and the, is it the Gayen House? Gay or Gagan House? What's that one place called? The Gahan House. Gahan, the Gahan yeah. House. The two yeah. places that I've been in Charlottetown. Yeah, they've got. Uh, they actually brew their own beer at the Gahan House, and that's uh, it's a it's a pretty good spot. But yes. Where we were at was uh, we went to a place called the New Glasgow Lobster Supper. We go there a lot. It's uh, it's a real good restaurant. That uh, obviously it's a lobster restaurant. And, like I said, it was a it was a great meal, but it was a, it was a pretty big group, so we were more uh, just meeting and greeting with everyone. Was that the most expensive meal that you've ever paid for? <laughs> oh no, my rookie dinner was more than that. What was your? How much was your rookie dinner? Well, I can't tell you that. No, but I know it's split up between three guys or four guys. Usually, for people who don't know, it in hot split up for me. 
What? You shouldered it all by yourself? Go back and look at the records. I was the only rookie on that team in Calgary my first year. Oh, that's awful. That is awful. So no, it wasn't awful. It was a lot of fun. It was something. No, no, like, obviously uh, it's fun. I'll but remember it, that's for sure. Of course, because, like, you have to slap down your credit card. Probably the first credit card you ever got. And, like, you know, it's probably it probably got pushed to the limit. Or you probably had to call, like, hey, Visa, uh, we're out tonight at this steakhouse. So there's going to be a huge friggin' total. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's going to be, a few, like, multiple, multiple thousands of dollars. For people who don't know that are listening, I'm on the phone with Dion Phaneuf, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. In hockey, every year with every team, the rookies, there's a, there's an event called the rookie the rookie dinner or the rookie night. Actually, what, what is it? What's the official title? It's called the rookie dinner. The rookie, the rookie dinner. Dinners, the rookie dinner is what what happens is all of the rookies on the team, or if there's only one, like in my case, uh, take all the guys, the veteran guys, out for dinner, and the rookies pay for the pay for the meal. So. It's actually a, a real fun night. It's it's a great tradition that that's been going on for a long time. And like I said, mine uh, mine was a lot of fun, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. I've had the I've had the pleasure of uh, experiencing two rookie dinners. I one one was more memorable than the other one. One was like the Minnesota Wild. I think it was last year or the year before. It was uh it was average, but the Washington Capitals uh, and they're both in Vancouver. The Washington Capitals, that was legit. I'll have to tell you that story uh, the next time I see you because it was uh, it was fun. It, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so the very first time we met was in 2005. Uh, I interviewed you first and then Jerome Aginla, like maybe like 30 minutes later. And I believe, were you, you were a rookie 2005, 2006, right? Because of the lockout year? Or, was it, or did you come in, like were you part of that crazy 2003 draft class? I was in that draft class. The 2003 draft class? Yeah, but I didn't play during the lockout, obviously, because there was a lockout, but I was able to go back to junior. I didn't have to go to the American League. I was I was still young enough to go to junior, so I played during the lockout in junior. Oh, yeah, and you guys won the gold medal, the World Juniors that year, yeah. no? right? And yeah. it was in North Dakota or Minnesota or something? North Dakota. North Dakota, okay. Yeah, so, so, okay, so I, I... Well, in your official rookie season was the first time... I interviewed you and um, and I introduced you to the song. Do you? I, I don't know if you remember our first conversation. Do you remember anything from it other than this guy is a friggin' idiot? I remember. I remember the song because I hear it all the time because it's still stuck and people are still singing it. So <laughs> people will come up to me on the street and go da 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 da. Back memories of the first interview I've done with you. So yes, I remember your song. So shout out to uh, Tim McAuliffe and uh, Sid Sixero. Tim Tim invented the song, and we would do when I worked at the score. We would do the uh, we would do the plays of the week, and it seemed like every single week you were crushing a dude. I remember my the one most vivid to me was uh, against the Senators. You caught like Denny Gauthier or Denny ML. Denny Amell at like yeah. center ice and you flipped the dude yeah. like it was gymnastics <laughs> or it was like it was like it was like uh, like figure skating like you like it was Chaz and uh, and I can't remember uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uh, name from uh, uh, Blades of Glory but uh, you flipped that dude it was it was unbelievable and uh, and I'm glad you're a good sport about the song and people people reference the song to me I guess because they saw 
me sing it with you, which you were a good sport and you actually sung it. So I'm glad it still it still resonates. But you like Dion, we have to do like we have to get you, we have to get you hitting people more often now, though. Really? Yes. Like I listen. I know you're engaged now. You're fully in love, but don't let that affect the way you are on the ice. You're a beast, man. I still play the same way, Cabby, but it's tough to do right now because we're not playing. So, are you just working out every? That's it. You just work out and skate every day. Yeah, I say, you work out and skate every day, and uh, and stay ready. It's it's tough. Uh, it's a tough situation for everyone. We want to play as players, and uh, we know the fans want to watch watch the game. It's. Uh, it's a tough situation, but we're staying ready, and yeah. So right now, I'm I'm skating and training every day, and and staying as ready as as I can for for when it gets resolved. Are you gonna look like Thor from the Avengers when you come back onto the ice? Like when <laughs> when when the cameras hit that that dressing room at the Air Canada Center here in Toronto, and they catch you with your shirt off? Are you just gonna be friggin' jacked? Well, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but you you, you kind of. You change your workouts up a bit, Cabby, to be honest with you, because you can't lift the same way that you lift in the summer right now. You kind of go into more mid-season training, which is is not as heavy of lifting. It's it's a lot more circuit stuff and just different style of training. You're not you're not training as if it was the summer where you're building a lot. You're kind of more maintaining, just like you would be during the season. And so, I mean, you're not lifting heavy heavy weights every day but you come into camp in good shape so i don't know what you know i don't know <laughs> about thor but you're in good shape when you get there who are who are you training with are you training with tr or andy o'brien or no, I'm not, no I, I have my own program from from my trainers that i follow so you just do it yourself you're just out there like mm-hmm. you just... no, I'm, I'm skating with there's a bunch of guys skating down here there's uh from from different teams um are you are you skating in Newport with those dudes like Lupul and Getzlav and Penner and those guys? No, I'm skating up in LA. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. who who skates with you? Oh, uh, there's a bunch of different guys. Well, who are they? Uh, a lot of the Kings guys. Uh, Ryan Miller, uh, Billy Leno from the Buffalo Sabres nice. is there. Soli. Nice. Uh, Colin Fraser, a good friend of mine that I played junior with. So there's lots of guys out there. Colin's a good dude. So is Stoli. Shout out to Stoli. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I don't know if you know this, but do, uh, there's a, the, a legendary drummer named Questlove of The Roots. He's uh, The Roots is a, a hip-hop group from Philadelphia, and they are Jimmy Fallon's house band on Jimmy Fallon's show. So this dude, Questlove, is teaching a course at N- NYU's Tisch School of the Arts called Classic Albums. So part of some of the albums that Questlove will be um, uh, you know, dissecting will be like Led Zeppelin's Four, Michael Jackson's Off the Wall, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, Prince's Dirty Mind. Uh, in your opinion, Dion, what makes an album classic? What makes an album classic is, I think, judged by how many hits are on the album. Um, the more big songs that that become, you know, top ten songs or top twenty songs in the charts, I think brings more recognition to an album. And I think when artists have more, the more the better uh, in the top twenty or top thirty, you know, depth chart of of music. I think when you see big albums that that have a lot of hits on them, I think those are the ones that always are the classic albums. 
Now, which albums do you have on your computer or in your iTunes that you consider classics? Well, I don't really follow bands by albums, to be completely honest with you. It's more whether I'm a fan of the band, and I, I kind of like all their stuff. And I have a huge range in genres of music. Uh, I like rap, I like rock, I like slow stuff. You like country. rap music? Yeah, Dude, you're I, from I, Alberta. Like that, you guys are country all day. Yeah, I like... Uh, you guys are Blake like Carrington's rap, all day, or whatever that guy's name is. Luke I'm Bryan. I'm a fan of Drake. I think he's, uh, I think he's awesome. Uh, Eminem. I saw Eminem at Yankee Stadium. That was a... Oh, you went to that when it was Eminem and Jay-Z? Eminem, Jay-Z. Oh, amazing. At, uh, at Yankee Stadium. It was unbelievable. That's, there. that's, yeah, I think it was called Home at Home. I saw Eminem and Jay-Z in Detroit, so... Yeah. Uh, but the, the follow-up to that, that one that they did. There were so many artists that came out to that show. Yeah, you got lucky, man. You went to the good one. There were like 12 guys that Jay-Z brought out. Like, Eminem only brought out a couple of his Detroit dudes, but you got, oh, you guys got like... What do you have, like Kanye? Didn't you have like Rihanna and like Chris Martin from Coldplay? Oh, see, that's amazing. That's yeah, unbelievable. It was, it was an awesome, awesome show. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of all music. I, I, I love the Tragically Hip. I think they're, uh, they're a great Canadian band. You know, just a great rock band in general, alternative rock. And uh, the Chili Peppers, I like them a lot. Um, okay, so okay, so okay, so which one of the Chili Peppers records do you would you consider the classic? Or or a classic. They've had so many good records, though. That's true. They've I think they've been rocking for twenty five years. I want to yeah, say still going. I, I don't know if you've seen them live, but no, I haven't had the I haven't had the pleasure. I've seen them live, and they are unbelievable. So is okay. What's what's the what's the album with Under the Bridge? What what album's that one called? Um, I think it was, I want to say it was like ninety one ish or ninety two. Um, that's see, that's the one iconic song that I remember, and I'm not a rock guy, but that one sort of crossed over. Whereas I heard it a bunch of times and recognized it, so maybe I don't remember what that one's called though. Um, I'm trying to remember it. Under the bridge, there there were so many. Blood, so many. sugar, sex, and magic. I think is what it's called. Is it? Yeah. Shout out to my my producer Lawrence Dashinsky, LD. He just showed it to me on his phone. Yeah, well, he's got it on his iTunes. He's I have it in my iTunes, but I don't have my mine around right now. But anyways, yeah, they had a bunch of songs on that uh, on that album that were phenomenal. So, what's the song that you can that you know all the lyrics to? From the Chili? No, just in just in general. Um, I know a few of the hip songs. I mean, I wouldn't say all the lyrics, but uh, probably Bob Cage and. and <laughs> What's the first line? I don't know that song. So you're, you, you'll be teaching me something. I, w- well, I want to learn about how to pick diamonds and Bob Cajun by the Tragically Hip. I'm not going to sing it. Just do the music in your head because you know you have to start with the music and then it's, a, you know, it's the intro and then it's the first line. What's the first line? I, I, I couldn't tell you right now. <laughs> Come on. I, all I, the other side, what is the other side on that, uh, on that um, Chili's album too? The, uh, the, Under the bridge, other side. Um, let me check. I don't think so. I don't think it's on that album. Well, that's another great song by them. Only Chili, uh, the only, the hip one that I know is, uh, you are a head by a sentry. That's called the head by a sentry. <laughs> head by a sentry. That's the only one I know. Do you like Mumford and Sons? Um, 
uh, my friend Tim told me to get on Mumford and Sons, but I I don't um, I I'm not that familiar. I know they're a very popular band, but I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with their music. I think they're great. You like the Airborne Toxic event? Oof, I don't know that one. Is that also is that also country music? No, no, that's like uh, um, is that yeah, electric tempo rock? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, in my in my rock stuff, I'm only like. I know some Radiohead, I know some Nirvana, and I know some Coldplay. I know that's I like Nirvana and Coldplay. Have you seen Coldplay? No, no, I haven't. Well, what shows do you go? To? <laughs> <laughs> my listen, my musical tastes are in two lanes: rap and R and B. But I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to slim swim in a different lane. So, you like Rihanna? Um, I think she's hot. I don't really. <laughs> she makes music for girls, like yeah. so, like. You know, all of her songs what are like. What kind of rap do you like? Uh, I mean, it's, it starts it's it starts and ends with Jay Z, Jay Z, like Kanye, Jay-Z Drake, too. Biggie, tri- uh, Tribe, Nas, Common. Um, real good too. I love Kanye. I love. I saw Kanye this summer. I went to Philadelphia to see Jay Z's Made in America. I actually, saw I saw Pearl Jam for the first time ever. Ever. I really, I really like Pearl Jam. That was people really like respond to that group when the dude, uh, what's it, Eddie, Eddie Vedder, when, when he did, uh, I don't even think he sung like five words of that song. Is it Daughters or something? Better Man, Better Man. yes, Better yeah. Man. He just kind of held them. Music, don't I, <laughs> Well, he did, okay. Well, Pearl Jam is an, an insanely popular group. They're like a iconic group, so everybody should know them except idiots like me that only swim in two lanes: rap and and R and B. Um, and, uh, that one, I know the, from that better man. And, uh, from, I know a little, a few songs from their album 10, be only because I bought the documentary 20, which, uh, Cameron Crowe did, which I found was very, uh, uh, interesting and enlightening because I know nothing about the group. Have you seen that documentary 20? Yes. Do you own it? Yes. You still haven't told me which albums are classics to you. Pearl Jam 10. That is a classic. Yes. Okay, Nirvana, never mind. Uh, I think anything Nirvana is uh, a, a classic. classic okay. Because it's him passing. Radiohead's OK Computer? I'm not a big Radiohead fan, but okay. I've seen them. You have seen them? Yes. Okay. Um, see, now I'm going to... Okay, how about um, uh, Shania Twain's Come On Over or The Woman In Me? I do like Shania Twain. I've seen Shania Twain live. Have you actually? Yeah. <laughs> was that okay? What was what was the split like? What was the ratio between women and men? Was it like ninety five five? No, I think it'd probably be seventy thirty. There were that many dudes there. Yeah, a lot of couples. Oh, of course. Yeah, dude. I, I had to. I had to go to an Alicia Keys concert once. It was ninety five five, and the dudes there. Every dude there was holding his girl's hand because there were no single guys. All couples, if there were guys there. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so when you were, um, okay, since the lockout's out, I don't know if you got to see this, but maybe it was a week ago or two weeks ago, this uh, Red Bull athlete, Felix Baumgartner, yes. like, dropped out of the sky. Yes. He was 128,000 feet above the Earth, uh, hovering as close to the Earth's atmosphere as possible. I watched it online. It was unbelievable. Now, since the lockout, the NHL lockout is on right now, do you have to honor the tenets in your deal? Like, there are certain things that you're not allowed to do because you're a pro athlete. Can you now go do them? Like, can you ride a motorcycle or go four-wheeling? 
or uh, friggin' snowboarding? Like, can you do any of those things? No, well... I mean, you can, but, like, you probably won't, but can you? Yeah, I think you, uh, I think you, you can do that, but I, I won't, to be honest with you. Um, I used to snowboard a lot when I was a kid. Um, that would be something that, that would interest me, but to be honest with you right now, I'm kind of still focused on hoping things get going here and staying ready to, to play hockey. I don't really want to do any of that stuff, but... What uh, what Felix did, uh, I have actually had the, the honor of meeting him. Oh, and, nice! Uh, he that was an amazing thing that he did. I can, you really you look at it and you you see it, and that was that was quite a feat jumping from that high up. I the the dude was just looking at the planet, like the shots of him standing there at, in the, in his little capsule, and he's just looking at Earth like that's and the guy was moving at the speed of sound like over 700 miles an hour. Yeah, he was moving faster than most airplanes. Yeah. And it, just to think that he was actually up that high looking at that, you, you, you can't even fathom what he must have been thinking when he was up that high looking at Earth. And it, 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 was, it was just right there, and then he, he jumped. So that was pretty, uh, that was an amazing, amazing thing that, that him and Red Bull did. Just the research alone to, that would have to go into something like that, just from, from knowing a lot of people at Red Bull, just the, the research alone that went into planning that, it was, uh, it was pretty spe- a special event. Now, which, which one of these feats would you attempt if, for, for some reason, you're like, all right, screw it, I feel like just going to do something, or if they're like, okay, we're going to cancel the season so you guys can go do whatever you want, would you climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Would you jump out of a balloon, say, 80,000 feet high, or would you go swimming with sharks in South Africa? I, I do, I'd do the Mount Kilimanjaro thing. I think that would be a lot of fun to do. I've heard, I, I've, a few of my buddies actually have, have done it. and It takes like five days. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a mother bleeper. Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work, but I think that would be something that would be enjoyable to do. It would, be a, it would be a challenge, but it would be a fun challenge. Dude, if you do it, take your hockey stick and a bag of pucks and shoot slap shots off of there, because that would probably be the highest, you, like the highest point on earth anybody's like slapped a puck from. <laughs> just let them fall, eh? Yeah, just fire them out at some cheetahs in the distance or some friggin' mountain goats or mountain lions or whatever the hell's on that, on that piece of earth. You should do it. Like that's just I'll just leave that with you. Just store that in the back of your mind if you ever uh, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Now, um, Paul Bissonnette recently tweeted out a picture of his lockout beard. That's what he called it. Uh, Claude Giroux asked him to do it, and he obliged. Uh, what are you doing as a demonstration against the NHL lockout? Are you growing your hair? Or are you growing a beard right now? To be honest with you, I'm not growing anything. I, so wait, your your like your your head is as clean shaven as like Dana White's. You're going um, with the baldy. No, I meant to, I'm not growing a lockout beard. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm, Are you growing a lockout mustache? No, I'm not. Movember's I'm not around the corner. Mustache anymore after what you said to me and made fun of me. <laughs> That's always in my head. Are you gonna grow a, a mustache for Movember? Well, it depends. If I'm gonna see you when you have, <laughs> if you have a camera or not with you because you seem to. Hey, I'm coming up. Last time I was growing, I was growing a, a Movember mustache for charity, and you came in and just completely made fun of it. So. <laughs> because I can't you, can't believe you do that. Because you, hey, because you look like you're 13. Like it was just, it was kind of patchy. It was, was really blonde. It, I was doing it 
like everyone was for a good cause. I know, I, I know it's for a great cause, and it's great, and it's awesome that you did that. I just had to let you know that it wasn't as it wasn't as pretty as um, some of the other guys, not not as good as Mike Brown's. And I had to I had to let you know that that shirt you wore was, <laughs> was a questionable color. You're right, you're right, and my fat gut poking out of the bottom. Of it. Hey, I'm gonna be in um, I'm gonna be in L.A. next month in a couple of weeks, so look out for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll go for a bike ride, like but like one of those tandem ones. Well, yeah, okay, we can do that. Or we can go to we can yeah, we'll do something fun. Or we'll go to In and Out Burger. Oh, those are the best. Oh, are they ever? Like yeah. honestly, my kryptonite right there. They're not they're not the best for when you're training, but they're they're a real good uh, they're a real good snack. Hey, what are your plans for Halloween? Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't planned anything. I, I enjoy Halloween a lot. It's, so it's, uh, it's the best. Like it's uh, one of the, it's probably the best night on the calendar because everybody's in a good mood and everybody's just out to party and have a great time. Yeah. It's, and I, I enjoy the dressing up part too. I think that's, uh, I think it's fun to, to be able to, to still be a, a kid a little bit. So, uh, I haven't planned what I'm going to be, but I, I definitely take it seriously and I'll be looking into my costume here soon. Nice. Okay, so uh, I have a couple more for you, then I'll, I'll get you out of here. Um, okay, so Green Bay Packers wide receiver Greg Jennings celebrated his 29th birthday a month ago, September 21st. James Jones, another wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers, pranked him by drawing penises all over his SUV for his birthday, like they did, like in the movie Superbad, in that one part where Jonah Hill, it's like, it's that one cutaway for like five minutes where he's talking about when he's eight, he just had this infatuation with drawing penises. Did it was like that. Permanent marker. Um, no, it was like this, it was like this colored, like neon, like, gr- uh. like grease marker, like it, it was all over his SUV. So then a month later, Jennings got his payback on James Jones. He had all of Jones's wheels removed off of his Chevy Avalanche and, and his car on yeah he was sitting on he was sitting on cinder blocks it wasn't quite as funny but it was still pretty good now last week on the podcast Tory Hunter of the Anaheim Angels told the story about how when he was in Minnesota they pranked David Ortiz by putting peanut butter in his underwear bef- like before the end of the game so Ortiz got out of the shower put on his underwear, put on his jeans, put on his socks, his shoes, his shirt. And then he walked about 10 steps before he turned around. And then he just started yelling obscenities at all the guys in the clubhouse and everybody was dying because everybody was in on it and they're watching him. They're like, how is this guy taking 10 full steps with all this peanut butter in his underwear and not reacting to it? So my question to you is, what's the best prank uh, that you've seen a, a teammate do or that you've done yourself to a teammate? Oh, geez. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I think the one of the funnier ones was, um, I'm not going to mention names or who did it. but You got to say names, though, because I just gave, like, Tory Hunter said we did that on David Ortiz. Like, how old is this prank that you're about to reveal? How old is it? A few years ago. See, the statute of limitations is, is up now. A few now. years ago, and we were, we, uh, a few of the guys we were we were staying in a hotel and we uh you know the room service cards that are out uh um that you can leave on your door to to order room service for the morning do you know those cards yeah yeah out? yeah well we were coming back from dinner one night and one of the rookies um we knew 
he, what room he was in because we saw him go in there and he had his card there. There were there were two rookies in the room. I'm gonna say one of the rookies was Matt Lombardi, but anyway, keep going. No, Lombo's older than me. Okay. But anyways, uh, so we a bunch of us were coming in and we we saw their room service card out, and uh, so we thought it would be funny to kind of fudge it a little bit and order a bunch of food so when they got there they not only got stuck with the food but they got stuck with the bill how big was the bill i don't know what the bill was but it was it was pretty funny because we walked by the next morning and there was like a stack about five or six plates high we we ordered one of everything off the menu <laughs> uh, <for> the, <laughs> so they they got this big room service order in the morning they were expecting like bacon and eggs and an orange juice each and they got like everything from french toast to fruit cups to everything so it was pretty funny so we went by and there was like six plates high of like the room service like silver you know yeah yeah the uh, silver containers those platters yeah containers yeah the platters so it was pretty funny and then there were like a a bunch of drinks there and i was it was pretty funny and they they never said anything no they they didn't uh they didn't even bring it up but we, we had a good laugh about it how much of the food do you think they ate or did they just leave like full platters out no, into the hallway that because we didn't want we didn't want all the food to be wasted <laughs> they did a pretty good job actually really they like yeah. ate they tried to eat like every everything the room service in hotels it's not a ton of food so you know in every order they, they i think they, they i think they just about got through it all who was um who was the guy that uh was there a, a teammate that actually ate some of the food that was out in the hallway no no <laughs> I'm guessing. Another good one. Another good one is the guys will uh, they'll they'll cut they'll cut holes in guys' socks or or what you know kind of joke around like that. So the guy goes to put his his sock on, his foot goes all the way through, and some guys take that personally because they just got a new pair of socks or something. <laughs> but nothing, little thing. Nothing to anybody's car. I remember once um, when when Shaquille O'Neal was playing for the Phoenix Suns, somebody filled his truck with popcorn. That that is a funny one. Yeah, that's a good I've one. That one, but you know what? Actually, one one uh, a good one that actually happened to me. Uh, I was at the World Junior, the World Juniors in Finland, my first year, and Anthony Stewart um, was my roommate, great guy, and still a good friend of mine. But he and a couple of the guys got my skates <laughs> oh, man. before we went out for practice, and. They took sock tape, which is the clear plastic tape. Yeah. And, like, they went to a lot of effort to do this, okay? So they put it on and then melted away the sides with a torch. Holy So that it was just in the the hollow of my my steel. So you couldn't see it if you just picked the skate up because it was actually, like, melted right into the hollow. So it took the whole edge away from my skates. So they they went to a lot of work. So wait wait they melt they melted the tape onto your skate blade onto my skate blade. Oh they okay. Melted the tape right down the middle of my skate blade. Oh away so you can't you couldn't see the tape on the sides because they melted it away. They melted it right into the crevice of the blade. So I went out to go skate in like our third practice in Finland, and well you can imagine there was no edge like no edge at all. <laughs> So I went out, and both my legs went, like, sideways. It just about blew both my groins out. And the guys were just howling. So, so immediately you got, like, they, they, you knew that you had been punked. You'd been pranked. Oh, yeah, I'd been pranked. Yeah, they were laughing. And 
actually, speaking of biz, uh, I played at the under-18 uh, Worlds with him. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this about biz, but he was like one of the last guys to like switch out of wood hockey sticks. Was he really? Like he yeah. was holding on to that? The next time you talk to him, ask him about this, and he'll, he'll, he'll have a good laugh about it. But we were over there, and we were in um, Piestani, Slovakia. Oh, my goodness. We were like... We were all like 17, some guys 18, but it was the under-18 uh, tournament over there for Team Canada, and we went over, and, and Biss like, was one of the only guys using wood sticks in the whole tournament. I think he brought like eight of them for the tournament, yeah. but, or, or six, and he started to, he started to like, break a couple, and we thought it would be funny one day if we cut a few of them before <laughs> practice. <laughs> he, he would always complain that he would never break them in, like, in the shaft. They'd never... They'd never they would never split, right? They'd just break on his blade. And we were just having a laugh. And we, So we cut like three of them. And he only had like six left. <laughs> so we went out and we were all watching. We cut the bottom like halfway through that he couldn't see. And uh, anyways, he takes a slap shot and he breaks it. And he's kind of like, he was kind of excited about it in the sense that, like, geez, I, I, I did break one of these. So then he kind of caught on after he broke the second one, and he looked at the third one. It was cut, and he just absolutely lost it because he only—he was like, "I only have six of these guys <laughs> for the tournament." So did he? So did he go through all of his sticks? I, I think he made it through the whole tournament without without uh, having to borrow anybody's sticks. But he, we only—I remember—he only had about three left after we finished breaking three of them. <laughs> Dion, the surprising thing about that story is that Biz actually took a slap shot. Oh yeah. Like he's a, he's a he's a grinder. He's like a a mucker. So no, like it's that was back when he used to play defense. Oh, <laughs> not like not his current position, which is just uh, uh, dump and chase. Yeah, now he's a forward, but he was uh, he was actually uh, he he played defense back then. He was a good player, still is. So my last my last uh, thing for you is um, uh, we mentioned earlier. I'm on the phone with Dion Fenuff, the uh, captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you mentioned how. Uh, you you're engaged, which is uh, which is amazing. Um, is she gonna be Alicia Cuthbert Fanuff or just Alicia Fanuff? Or have you guys discussed that? Well, I mean, she has a professional name, right? So yeah, like, she's gonna keep her professional name, but yeah, she's gonna take mine too. Nice. Yeah. So like you, um, uh, you know, she's current. Like they've just uh, she's just the third season of Happy Endings has just started. Yeah. And uh, which is a really really funny show. It's really really fast. And did you watch it last? Or it was on in uh, Canada on Sunday, right? Or did it was on last night too? I think it was. I think it was Sunday, and then it aired in the U.S. on Tuesday. I think yeah, I, we for some reason year. we got to see it first. But I, I did. I missed the first episode. I actually watched something on Funny or Die yeah. with uh, Damon Wayans Jr. and um, I think her name is Elise. Yeah. When the 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 other blonde uh, yeah. actress, um, yeah. she does these things about Michael Fassbender. It was pretty funny. They had a thing in um, one of their uh, one of their dressing rooms. But um, so like you, so you know, you're in Los Angeles, and have you been to like have you been running in some Hollywood circles, or like have you done some like Hollywood type functions? Like, oh, we got to go to a dinner here or a charity event here. Have you done those kind of things? Yeah, um, actually, last night I went to the premiere. Uh, they had a premiere party. Um, oh, cool! Pretty, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, it was fun to go see. So I'm uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy for her. The show's doing really well. Um, it is a funny show. It's fast and uh, it, it's got some really good com- you know 
comedy in it. So. Yeah, everybody is so witty. Like all the lines are snappy. All the performers yeah. are are great. I think the chemistry with it, the cast is awesome. Well, like actually, even the women, the women are really funny in the movie. Or excuse me, in the show as well. Yeah, I went to the show. Uh, I went to the set and watched them shoot uh, one day actually last week, and they, they're really they've got some real good stuff. And and it's interesting to watch them behind the scenes because to, to get one to get one shot or you know to do one scene takes so much more time than you actually think when you watch it on TV because they, they do so many retakes and, and they kind of go off uh, off of their script a lot of the time and they kind of freelance. Right, and yeah, ad-libbing is fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they ad-lib and it, it, it's really funny some of the stuff that they that they do behind the scenes and it, like, like you said, they've got great chemistry and it's, uh, it's a fun show to watch and I was lucky enough to, to be able to see it you know, be shot, and it's uh, it's it's a fun show. But I think that, like you said, the chemistry they have, and uh, they're they're all very quick with their their comedic comedic stuff. So it's uh, it's gonna do well. Last uh, question: By virtue of being a professional athlete, who's the most famous person that you've met? Most famous? That's a tough question. Uh, I'm gonna answer in most famous musician. Jay-Z. Oh, you got to meet Jay-Z? Yeah. When? Uh, I met him in Calgary before his show. What? Yeah. Well, I've, how? Seen, I've seen him about uh, three or four times. Like, So he performed at the Saddle Dome? Yeah. And then how, like, what was the encounter like? Like, did they bring you guys downstairs and it was before or after the show? They brought me down before the show. It was actually, uh, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, so that that would be the most famous musician. So how long was uh, how long was your like your conversation? Was it like a, like a short like hey what's up you know? Probably five minutes. We we kind of hung out and chatted for about five ten minutes before he went on. Just kind of talked about everything. He was he was a really uh, really nice guy. He asked about you know our team and I don't know he he was a sports fan and kind of talked about his music a bit and about the city and basically his tour and that's about it. He's going to be watching hockey a little bit more because it was just announced that the Islanders after the 2014-2015 season are going to be moving to uh, Brooklyn and they'll be playing in the Barclays Center where the Brooklyn Nets play and of course Jay-Z is a uh, uh, part owner of the Brooklyn Nets so I'm sure he'll he might see he might see you play again. Yeah, I saw that actually. I saw that they're moving there. Oh, yeah, one last thing. I forgot. I totally I just remembered this. The last time I saw you was um, we we had just finished watching a Lakers game, and we uh, and uh, you got to meet Kobe Bryant. And I remember yeah. Kobe told a couple of stories, a couple of anecdotes from that game. Uh, one was uh, somebody from the bench was kind of was kind of chirping Kobe about like, "Oh, the Raptors they finally beat the Lakers," and then it was a minute left in the game and. And Kobe was like, "Man, that's just that's just youth talking." And then Kobe like hit the game-winning shot yeah. in front of the Raptors bench. But it was revealed that the night before, Kobe actually watched you play hockey. How cool was that? Yeah, that was awesome. Actually, that was another. Uh, you know, he's he's just a huge, huge star. But he's a he's a phenomenal athlete, and I think that. Uh, yeah, for him to, to say that he was at our game and he, he really enjoyed watching it, it was it was pretty cool to know that uh, that he's a hockey fan and he he was a real nice guy too. Just 
having you know that short visit with him and and getting the chance to meet him he was a really laid back cool cool guy so that was another guy that was uh that was fun to meet Dion Phaneuf it's been awesome talking to you I'm I'm glad that we've had this conversation I'm glad you made some time uh, I'm jealous that you're on the west coast not because you can eat in and out burger at any time uh or go to uh in Newport go to TK burger or um, or if you're in Los Angeles, which you are, go to Apple Pan. Apple Pan is another, I don't know if you've been there, but it's a mom and pop burger joint. So good. They treat you like crap, but the, but the burgers are legit. Um, I'm jealous because you have knowledge of how to design and buy an engagement ring, uh, which is probably um, twice my salary, um, and uh, you have enough credit to buy something like that that's why i'm jealous and the beautiful weather and the beautiful bride that you will have hey are you going to extend an invitation for your boy well we will see (laughs) that sounds like that sounds like a no no you don't know that i might surprise you oh that would that would be nice i would uh i would love to meet some of those bridesmaids (laughs) hook it up hey uh listen it was great talking with you i i hope that this Lockout ends soon, so we can uh, so we can see you. You know, bring your intensity and the game that made you famous back on the ice. In the meantime, take it easy, my dude. Yeah, thanks for having me, Cappy. It was a lot of fun talking with you this morning. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thanks. Take care, dude. Thanks, bye. Dion Phaneuf. Dun 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 dun. Dion Phaneuf. Dun 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 dun. Dion Phaneuf. I wish I had Tim uh, or Sid here to do the song. That's the song. We, uh, you know, he he gave you a little bit of the song earlier. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the song. So whenever there would be a, a Dion Phaneuf highlight, like him taking out fill-in-the-blank player uh, in the NHL, you know, one guy would say Dion Phaneuf, and then we'd fill it in with dun dun na na which is a shout-out to the mana mana song from the Muppets. Uh, the Engaged Dion Phaneuf. I didn't know that. I'm sure some of you guys knew that, but I'm, like, so shocked. Next time he's on, I got to get him to reveal the size of the ring or the the diamond and uh the carrots and uh how many months of his salary he uh, he put down on that bad boy congratulations once again to you and alicia more candid and open than he usually is i'm happy that you guys got to hear that side of him he's not on twitter so you'll have to follow the toronto maple leafs to find out what he's up to or maybe alicia cuthbert if she's on twitter i'm not entirely sure you can check me out at the real cabbie on Twitter if you're interested, and that's Cabby, C-A-B-B-I-T-I-E. Jeez, again, I don't even know my own name. Uh, I've got good time wasters on uh, on Twitter, and I'm glad that you wasted some time with me. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. 